Thank you for tuning in to this 18th episode of the Old Code Podcast. I am your host, The Professor. I want to say thank you again for everyone who's still listening. It is an honor and a joy being able to do this. So, just want to get that out of the way. 18 episodes is a lot, and I just really appreciate the fact that you guys are tagging along for this journey. Today we're talking about stewardship again. Specifically, I want to talk about stewardship as an extension of what it means to be the image of God. So, as a brief background, if you are not a Christian, thank you for joining. Uh, But the image of God is a concept which is first introduced to us in the book of Genesis. And it's kind of fleshed out over the course of biblical history. Uh, Being made in the image of God is something that is distinct among humans. There's multiple facets of what it means to be the image of God. First of all, we are intelligent creatures. We are creatures of the word. No other animal in the entire animal kingdom possesses language capabilities quite like we do. Um, We are able to communicate complex ideas. We were able to get to the moon because of a type of language. Mathematics is a type of language. We were able to split the split the atom. We can communicate with people, or two, people 2,000 years ago can communicate with us because of the word. So that is a distinct facet of the image of God. And since God creates by speaking, as we see in both Genesis 1 and John 1, the image of God is both necessarily intelligent, linguistic, but it's also creative. I would argue that the image of God takes on a threefold unity as well, in the sense that humans are mental, spiritual, and physical creatures, and each of those can, I would argue, can be traced out to the Father who governs, the Son who is incarnate, and the Spirit which uh, uh, communicates. So, uh, in this instance, the mind is more correlative to the Holy Spirit. The Son is correlative to the body, and the God the Father is correlative to the Spirit. So, these are all different facets of what it is to be the image of God, and I'm hoping to have a dedicated episode in this regard, but I want to talk about stewardship, and I want to talk about creativity specifically in light of what it means to be made in God's image. So, going back to our stewardship episode, uh, specifically in relation to how we steward the land and how we, as men, steward our stewards of our wives. What does it mean to be a steward? And I think I can sum that up by saying to steward something is to love something. But when I further define that, especially defining love, and I think that this is a universal category, love is the desire and pursuit of something's good. 
that's if I'm if I'm remembering correctly in Italian if you'd like to the most meaningful and intimate way of saying I love you is to say ti voglio bene which means I desire good for you or I desire your good and I think that that's something that is missing in the modern understanding of love kind of going back to the modernist transcendental episode we discuss how love and beauty are supplanted by appreciation. And appreciation is a very me-focused aspect of what can I get out of this thing? So people don't typically love their spouses. They appreciate their spouses because of what their spouses can do for them. But I want to flip this on its head, especially in light of what Christ accomplished on the cross. Because Christ did not die so that he could get something out of us. Christ died, A, for the love of the Father, and B, for the love of his people. Christ did not die so that you could do something, but rather he did something so that his people could experience the love of God. So, that is our picture of love. No greater love, there's no greater love than when one man lays down his life for another. So there's this image of love being even a sacrifice of one's own good for the sake of another's good. So how do we relate this to stewardship? How do we relate this to creativity? And these are the two facets that I want to employ in understanding how we steward, generally speaking, our resources. So. I want to, the emphasis in this episode on we are not viewing people as resources. We are not viewing people as resources. I want to understand how we love people better and how we steward, though, how we are stewards among those who we are put over or put in charge of, essentially, whether that is a your children, or, and I know that I will get pushback on using the term charge or over in relation to your spouse, but men, as you, uh, husbands and head of your family, you are stewarding the family which, is, which God has put under you. So, in terms of stewardship of the land, how do we love our land? And obviously we want to do this in a way that is not deifying and we also do recognize that we are getting something out of the land we recognize that we are getting fruit out of our crops essentially out of the soil that we but the idea is behind stewardship in any of its forms is i want goodness for this thing I want the good of this thing. I want this thing to be good. Tying in the motive, we ought to want goodness for this thing because we want to increase A, the thing's expression of its own truth, and B, we tie this to its beauty. And the beauty of creation always points to the beauty of its creator. So when we desire goodness, for the thing we ought to desire 
that as an avenue of glorifying God. And this goes into creativity. So I want to, I, I already gave you some outlines as to how we handle stewardship in relation to the land. And I've, I think that I've given you enough fuel for thought and food for thought to carry on in this. But as the image of God, your job is to steward creation. Your job is to be a good steward of creation. And stewardship in a fallen world takes on two forms, really and truly. There is a traditional stewardship, which is taking beautiful things and then making them into a distinct form of beauty. So there is already something beautiful about a field, wildflowers, and a field that is basically just a cover crop. There is something good about it on its own. There's something good about a cow or a ruminant animal just grazing because that's what it was designed to do. But there's something even more beautiful about using that intelligent creativity that we as the image of God possess in orchestrating beneficial ecosystems that benefit not only us, but all of the creation that is involved. And that's one of the beautiful things that I love about the idea of regenerative agriculture and grass-fed ruminant animals strengthening the ecosystems. We are using our intelligence and we're using our creativity not to work against a creative order, but with that creative order, even to augment and enhance the beauty that is already present. So that's the first sort of stewardship. Stewardship which just takes things and then intelligently enhances them so that they can produce even more beauty. Uh, I, and I, I used to be a cook, I used to be a chef, and I, I still love to cook, but in my mind, the best example of this is a well-made meal or a piece of art. So the goal of a cook is to create something which is more than the sum of its parts. The same goes for a beautiful painting. There is something inherently beautiful about a well-made canvas or a piece of paper. There's something inherently beautiful. If you ever get a piece of 20 to 25% cotton paper, it's, it's soft to the touch. It's like vellum. There's something beautiful about that. There's something inherently beautiful about it. There's something inherently beautiful about finely made oil paints. There's something just remarkable about these, when the texture, the substance, the colors, the vibrancy of all these things. But the goal of the artist is to take these things and make something that's more beautiful than all of these things individually. And so this is that enhancing 
So the first form of stewardship that I want to bring in is again, enhancing the inherent beauty of the thing. Because we say this thing is good, this thing is beautiful, but here's the thing, in the image of God, in the creativity and in the intellect God has given me, I can enhance and elevate the beautiful aspects of this thing. And truly, that's what a whole lot of fiction is. So there is, you can take a run-of-the-mill day and write about it, do whatever you want. But you can enhance the beautiful aspects within it to create something which is fantastic and a fantastic point to read or to to see that's what so i'm going to um i'm going to draw your attention to an artist whom i am really fond of i actually have one of his paintings hung up in my office but he's a fellow by the name of ivan Igazovsky, who was a romantic seascape painter born born in i believe belarus uh he was a russian fellow and there's something beautiful about seeing ship past at sea and if you have a chance i didn't i'd invite you to look up the painting ship on a stormy night by ivan ivazovsky something beautiful about a tumultuous ocean but the amount of skill and intellect and creativity that went into the creation of that painting elevates the natural event into something that is almost more beautiful because it no longer transcends that ephemeral state. It is now something that reaches from the past into today. So you can not as a creative and as a steward, you can not only love the event, but you can love the medium at the same exact time by creating something with excellence. Goes back to that uh, the excellence episodes that we have we've talked about. So that's that's the first. The first category of stewardship is elevating and enhancing. The second, the second form, I will say, is redemptive. And I've, it's odd because you can make beautiful things out of absolute ugliness. So, and again, this goes back to regenerative agriculture, taking things that are barren and helping them to bear life. That is a redemptive. You're taking something which is dead and bringing it back to life. That's redemption. When you look at Christ on the cross and he is bearing all of the ugliness and all of the sin of all of those who would believe on him, that is a horrifying picture to think of. But in that moment when he is suffering on our behalf, bearing the weight of hell on his shoulders. There is more beauty in that moment than almost any other moment in all of human history. Because that moment 
is the picture of God's love. So taking horrible things and making them beautiful, taking things which have no right being beautiful and then making them beautiful, that is an elevated form of stewardship because that is an elevated form. It is taking what was initially granted to us before the fall and then in light of Christ, who is the second Adam, as we see in the book of Romans, we elevate the stewardship that was granted to Adam. Adam was given an initial aspect of stewardship, which was to make that which was already beautiful more beautiful, to take that which was good and make it more good. We in Christ, being charged with that redemptive spirit, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, we have the ability to take bitter ugliness and elevate it into ecstatic beauty. I would say that an excellent example of this is someone like Vincent van Gogh, or Vincent van Gogh if you're American. The man suffered from severe depressive episodes throughout his much of his adult life. He ultimately ended up taking his own life. And that, in what he did in the expression of his art with the vibrancy of colors, with the expression of beauty, which he saw in creation, that was the expressionism of the day. Impressionism as well, more, more so impressionism, in taking that he made what was internal to himself, which was agony, beautiful to be viewed by everyone else. So that's the art. In cooking, there's a whole lot of things that are seemingly like you wouldn't you would never for a second think yes this is this is this is delicious when it has no right to be but a lot of fermented foods which is that intentional allowment of decay to take place that's allowing death to set in or to transform the thing into something which is even more beautiful it's allowing time to take place. It's allowing the world to affect it so that it becomes more beautiful. But it's under careful supervision by an expert. So when we're talking about stewardship, when we're talking about the image of God, when we're talking about creativity and art and all of these different things, we keep in mind that the center focus is love. And so there are three facets to this love with good stewardship. You love God directly. You love God indirectly through the love of the object. And then you love God indirectly a secondary time through the love of the recipient. So you can enjoy painting simply for the sake of painting but when you or or you can love cooking when you are cooking a meal simply for the sake of the beauty of the thing itself it is not half as beautiful 
as the meal that is cooked in love for others. If the same goes for art, I would so much rather, like my, I, my daughter is not old enough to be making drawings yet, but when she starts making drawings, if there is someone with the ability to have extraordinary talent, but there is no love in the thing, I would so much rather a piece of artwork from my daughter that is done in love, it's done in love for her papa or her mama, than something that is done with expertise but no love. And I think that that's because that's a more true expression of what it means to be the image of God. And I think that you can see that in creativity in today's day and age. We see, again, content creation, but there's no soul to it. You can tell when someone loves both the medium and loves the people that they're doing it for. You can see that in movies. You can see there's certain movies that are just being made for the sake of being made or for the sake of money. There's no love in them. In the, the 40th Marvel film that we see, where the, the 500th hour of a streaming Disney Plus show, there's no love for the thing in it anymore. It's being made because it needs to be made. And if I am being honest, may it never be the case with this podcast. May that never be the case with my attempts in this podcast. I'm doing this because A, I have, a, I have something I want to say. And B, because I want to be able to say something to you. And so when I record these episodes on my lunch break, I'm trying to steward my time by doing something creative for the love of the medium and for the love of the audience. And please know that if I know you directly, please know that I love you and you are dear to me. But I don't know you directly and you're just tuning in because all this, in a very roundabout way, I do care for you and I do want the good, I want good for you. So I do love you in a, in a, in a manner of speaking. But that's what I have for you today, is this image of, I want a better understanding of what it means to be the image of God, both in a creative fashion, but in a stewardship fashion. So my questions for you is, what are you doing as a steward to elevate the natural beauty, which is inherent to the things that you are stewarding? And B, what are you doing to redeem what was once beautiful but now no longer is beautiful? What are you doing to rescue beauty out of things that are not beautiful anymore? Because that's what we're doing. When you restore an old vehicle or when you restore an old piece of, piece of artwork, when you restore a piece of land or a piece of furniture or even a relationship when you redeem that thing as it had beauty but no longer has beauty 
how are you redeeming that second? Because that's what the, I believe it's 2 Corinthians, Paul talks about how our message is one of reconciliation. And as stewards, that's part of our job, is to reconcile and to redeem. So that's what I have for you today. Oh, this episode encouraged you. I hope that this episode got you thinking about how you're living your life. And I pray that this episode finds you well. If you have any topics or recommendations you'd like to hear out of the show, please reach out to me. Let me know what you think. If you fancy it, leave a little review on Spotify. If you like it, you know, let your friends know. Give them a quick text. If you have a creative friend who needs some encouraging or who needs a little bit of structure as to how they should think about art and beauty, shoot this podcast to them, text it to them, share it on Facebook or whatever you use. Otherwise, I hope that you're doing well. We recently passed 200 or so listens across all the episodes, and I just really want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in as often as you do. It means a lot to me. In any case, this is the Old Code Podcast. I'm the professor. And next week, next Monday, we'll be talking about what exactly it means. What the Old Code exactly is. Not just as a podcast, but what is the Old Code. In any case, thank you for tuning in.